Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Rusty Quill presents.
Smashing down in the darkness, I landed on a steep embankment, loose earth and stone sliding away beneath my feet. Once I found a little traction, I listened to the monstrosities that had taken the plunge with me. They weren't far below. But from the sound of things, their manic flailing wasn't helping them find any decent footing, which was music to my ears. They were as close to sitting ducks as the situation could allow. The strobing light of my shots gave me a better look at them. They might have been some kind of canine, only hairless, yellow, and sprouting teeth and claws that looked better suited to a T-Rex. They bore a striking resemblance to a couple of the creatures I tangled with back at Blackledge. Given that discovery, I upgraded my theory concerning what I was up against. There was no doubt about it. It was a scream eater. And, unfortunately for me, it was more on the crematorian side of the spectrum. Nothing like the half-human schlubs I'd thrown down with, right before getting my ass handed to me by the Queen of Pain herself. Once the caterwaul of the yellow horrors vanished into the deep, I bent my ear upward, hoping to get a sense of the situation topside. The thing's stealth and caution were really getting on my nerves along with all that pain the fucker had channeled into him. While the bottom of the sinkhole had given out during the fray, the dirt incline led right back up to the side of the now much widened hole. Problem was, I couldn't see for shit, and I had no idea where the scream eater had gotten to. I flattened against the edge of the sinkhole, wondering how I was going to pop my head up without getting it whipped and shot through with enough pain to jumpstart a dead horse. I waited and listened, but I knew this fucker wasn't going to give up so much as a peep. My pale field limped out around me, just potent enough to detect the unnatural. With nothing on the radar, I pulled myself out of the hole, and with a little help from a nearby tree, climbed back to my feet. That's when I saw him. The seven-foot thing stepped out of the darkness into the half-light, all slathered in rusty steel and hooks and blades. It didn't seem to have eyes, just a glistening grin of pointed teeth set into a face made entirely of raw red gums. Its arms hung down at its sides, the forearms locked behind wicked gauntlets that extended across the top of its clawed hands, terminating as metallic yawning mouths, long fleshy tongues squirming from within. But what really grabbed my attention was the large rusted metal head that formed the breastplate of the getup. Its face was a twisted expression of pure pain, and its eyes closed so tight that the metal around them creased and folded. I just barely managed to stoke my power when the eyes and mouth opened, loosing a scream that shook the forest. 
I was off my feet again and hurtling backward, my flesh vibrating open into pulsing wounds, bones bending beneath their sheaths of skin and muscle. All I could do to keep myself from flying apart was to focus my power. Colliding with a huge tree, the scream pressed me into the wood. My body pelted by all the debris the scream was kicking up. My strength was nearly gone, my power just a trickle. When the shriek finally stopped, the resulting silence hit me like a fist, the contrast being the difference between heaven and hell. Just as I slumped to the ground, an armored hand caught me by the neck and pinned me back up against the tree. The scream eater leered at me with clicking teeth and leaking drool, its wet tongues holding my arms at my sides. <coughs> so you, uh, you're gonna kiss me or <coughs> kill me, asshole? There was barely any pale field between me and the pain the monster juiced me with. The shit looked like rusty lightning, an unclean electricity that coiled and jumped through every pore of my body. When the energy overflowed me, arcing off into the tree, the wood cracked open like screaming mouths. The leaves tumbled to the ground, branches shaking like palsied arms. This was no garden variety pain either. It was specific to the poor bastards the monster had collected it from. He must have had thousands of victims, and I could feel each and every one of them. Men, women, children, animals. Their shrieking pain coursing through my body, my mind. I was collapsing into my own pain becoming nothing more than the anguish I'd suffered over the course of my entire life. A living scream, ripe for the eating. I had no choice. I had to give some of myself to her. Make a small offering. A sacrifice. To the white woods. I pushed past the pain into that cold place that lived inside me where a seed of her lifeless garden had been planted. I let the roots stretch out, the frost of its hunger spread further across my soul. I could feel her, her smile upon me, frigid and inevitable. Take all you want, Isaiah, and send him to me, where he belongs. My body went cold, mist whispering across my flesh, all that pain vanishing beneath an endless winter of indifference. I could feel the strength slipping from the stream eater's grip upon my neck, its coiling tongue slackening. As my power expanded, I watched the darkness of the woods pale, the leaves turn white as snow. But even after all that, the fucker was relentless. The mouth of its hellish breastplate yawned open, and just before it could bust out another screech, 
I need the thing shut. When the creature dropped me, my revolvers were out before my feet hit the ground. Turning sideways, the Scream Eater slipped between my outstretched arms, my shots missing by a mile. The tongues, still wrapped around my wrists, tugged my arms wider, and it stepped even closer, slashing its huge claws across my favorite face. I returned the favor with a hearty headbutt, which put the thing on its heels. As it reeled, I dropped the revolvers and grabbed the tongues, using them to pull the monster into a well-aimed boot to the face. Without its superhuman strength to bolster it, my kick sent it stumbling to the ground, its whip tongues withdrawing into the gauntlet. In the meantime, I grabbed my revolvers and drew a bead on it. <sighs> Moving. You're just smoking a stream. <coughs> so, you chased my balls all this way just so she could save a little face. Because I managed to get away. Which, by the way, is more than I can say for you. <coughs> now, are you the only one out here or are there more like you? Tell me the truth and this could be quick. In shadows deep, where sorrows sleep, neath this moon's pale haunting glare, lies a truth, both harsh and deep. Life is pain, a burden we bear. So in the end, when shadows call, and life's last candle dims, in death, we find release from all. Our final solemn hymn, a scream. A fucking poem? <laughs> really? Well, you had your chance. <coughs> Sayonara, shithead. Something from behind was almost on top of me. I spun around. It was one of the yellow monstrosities, and I already knew the Scream Eater'd be gone by the time I turned around from liquefying its attack dog. God damn it. Time is pain as well, Isaiah Stroud. And may you burn in it, till next we meet, and I've the opportunity to finish my meal. Curiouser and curiouser. I believe that's what Alice said when the world seemed even more confusing than normal. And there I was, deep in the ever-shifting harrows, conversing with a gigantic death owl. Now, to be clear, I wasn't at all unaccustomed to speaking with talking animals in dreams, but that I'd be somewhere beyond or beneath dreams doing it gave me pause. 
Not to mention that this talking animal was capable of eating me. I didn't come here for a fight, but if you want one, I can certainly oblige. I had the feeling that this thing, the sleep of reason, would be more receptive to a show of strength. Or at least I hoped so. A weightless trinket. I've seen more than my share. There's a pile of them below us, where I cast them once I devoured their owners. They have no power here, in my home. You would be far from the first of your kind to learn as much, and far, far too late. While I could feel the mind of the creature securing a hold on the surrounding dream stuff, its grip wasn't ironclad, and so I decided to demonstrate as much. When the light of my eyes turned one of the broken pillars into a small storm of fluttering moths, the creature almost tilted its head upside down at the display. But like you said, I'm not exactly awakeless. And so I see. But a novelty, at best. It is not difficult for me to see that you are more than an awakened fragment of nightmare. That you create your own dreams from within. You are both dream and dreamer. A dreamer that I think must be my own. The hollows of its eyes seemed to swallow me, their darkness eradicating the soaring pillars, the royal of the harrows. This was its dream, stolen from a million heads, weaved into a wicked tapestry of perfect paradox that inside sleep didn't die from contradiction, but persevered through lunacy. This was where reason died in its sleep. In my domain, one must relieve themselves their burden of reason, free the dreams they've imprisoned in their unending quest to bind the world into knowledge. I will untie you from the world, creature, let you sink to the bottom of your own dreams, where you've always belonged. I could sense my albeit small, connection to solid reality fading. My faith in logic over poetry all but gone. Yet it wasn't madness overtaking me, but rather a unique kind of awe. This awe wasn't born from mere ignorance. I was being absorbed into a realm beyond the necessity of comprehension, of defining and confining things into singular forms. Freed from the imperative of survival, I could embrace the splendor of the unknown, the very antithesis of beings compelled to rationalize for their survival. As an immortal dreamer, my existence could be about simply being, reveling in the ability to take life for granted, exploring a universe of sounds, lights, and matter. Nothing would be at risk, because nothing could truly die. Yet there was one thread, one knot that refused to come undone. Isaiah. Come back, Romy, please. Don't leave me all alone. I wouldn't abandon him. 
As I struggled to maintain his memory, the tugging only increased. The more I struggled, the more the darkness abated. The more I tried to see, to understand what was happening. Finally, I was trying with all my strength to keep my head together. Frantic to remember the only person who ever cared about me. Isaiah! All of a sudden, I was out of the creature's dream, only to discover myself guts deep into a nightmare. I was vanishing into the yawning maw of the huge owl, my body just a wet confusion of insides and outsides. Jesus Christ, this is your sublime sleep? You're nothing but a filthy animal. Realizing I was no longer beneath its spell, the owl made a horrific choking sound as it tried to swallow the rest of me in a single gulp. With shock and fear enhancing my power, I reconfigured my body and began slashing at the monster's face with my Balak. But it seemed not to notice. With me clutched within its bladed beak, it threw its wings out and caught the darkness, thrusting itself into the sky. Continuing to ignore my blade, unseen limbs within the owl's mouth pulled frantically at my legs, trying to yank me deeper into the monster's gullet. Realizing I was thinking too much like a dreamer and not enough like a dream, I became fire. A raging torrent of flame that slicked the demon owl's mouth jumping and skittering across its eyeless face like a burning parade. Opening its mouth to loose a scream, I was free of the thing. You would have known the peace of a god's sleep for all eternity. The song of a million dreams playing against the ether of your soul. You would have persisted, untried and undimmed by worry and strife. And you repay me with fire? <laughs> you got a pretty poetic way of describing getting eaten alive, but... Yeah, color me an ingrate. While it might have looked like I was adrift in a black, endless sky, doing battle with a monstrous owl thing, it was much more than that. This was a contest of minds. The sky and the monster just so much window dressing. Behind the scenes, there were two minds battling for primacy, for the control of the protean reality, and I was by far the less powerful. This place was the creature's dream construct, and it knew it infinitely better than I did. If I was ever going to see the solid world again, I was going to have to be clever. Do you really think to oppose me in my own realm, creature? That you truly escaped my jaws? I assure you, you are still very much within my clutches. My opponent was powerful beyond anything I'd ever come across in a dream. But it was too used to having its own way with the reality taking no care to micromanage the finer details of its creation, just swinging for the fences. While it was busy gathering the lightning, I was finding the edges of the map. 
Now granted, this place wasn't the sleepscape or even part of the Harrows proper, but it was no less responsive to my will. When the so-called sleep of reason came swooping down at me from a swirling maw of jetty sky, its pits for eyes yawning wide like the end of the world, I used every ounce of my power to untie the bindings of the dream directly in front of the thing. The effect was as blunt as it was effective. My trick had the effect of dropping a wall, smack dab into the path of a speeding truck. A dream isn't necessarily all that different from sturdier reality, but instead of countless minds averaging together to form the laws of the universe, only one mind calls the shots. The problem that presents is the ease with which another connected mind, to say nothing of an experienced dreamcatcher, can throw a monkey wrench into the works. If the big owl had been more careful, it could have easily pushed my mind aside. But it had long ago become bored of its own supremacy, and that had made it careless. While the monster tumbled through the churn and pitch, I aimed my eyes at the part of the dream I'd messed with, looking for a way out of its home turf. Yet, as quickly as I snatched at a bit more of the stuff, the monster, already wise to me, pried my mind from its property. You are indeed no wakeless, for no wakeless could manage the weave of my realm so masterfully. Your dream will do well here, joined in harmony with all the others, singing its sweet song to me forever. Instantly, the world around me solidified, the black sky turning as hard as stone. I was trapped. The sleep of reason was through taking chances with me. My little gamble might have won me a hand, but I was about to lose the game. The time for running is over, little dream. Your moment has come. I will devour your dream and make it mine. Growing in size to fill the world it ruled, its mouth opened like the night sky. I had only one trick left. Call for help. While I had no idea if he'd hear me, I whispered his name into the solid darkness. Gloomhest? Father? Who? dares force themselves into my home. You summoned me, creature. You seek my daughter's dream, her nightmare. And to do so is to find me. back on the black bed, under Nuvik. 
My half-brother staring at me from across the room, grinning with those clicking mandibles of his. I warned you, didn't I? <laughs> the Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Maltopia, visit Meltopia.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.